Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I start new series on the episodes of our show uh, completely out of order. But we're also the show that rewatches, reviews, and relives the staples of our childhood. Today is episode 89, and I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. It's great to be back on Inside Quotes. Jeremy, we have a special episode to talk about today. Prove it. I will prove it. (laughs) With science. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things to do is to just tell people to prove it. Just to derail (laughs) them completely at the start of the podcast. They really have to think about it. Wait. wait. (laughs) Anyways. I know maths. (laughs) Uh, But like I said, we're covering these movies out of order. And this new franchise that we're going to start covering is Indiana Jones. Uh, And we're not, by saying like we're going to cover this franchise, I mean, we'll get to it when we want to. Yeah. Because we're not going to. We're not committing to like cover these for the next four weeks. We're still in the middle of Harry Potter. (laughs) So um, we're kind of behind on getting to those two. Yeah. It's been a crazy summer. Let's just say that. So, So, yeah, we just decided. Yeah, why are we starting with the fourth? We want you to let them know that. We decided to start with Indy 4, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Some would say the worst, but we wouldn't. That's right. Would you say the best? Stay tuned. Oh my goodness. Uh, (laughs) Basically, if you hate this movie, you're going to hate us. And we would love for you to just turn off your headphones right now. I'll give you a minute. You still there? Anyways, so Raiders of the Lost Ark is the clear winner. It's the best uh, of the Indiana Jones. Uh, <clears throat> hey, you're still there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Leave. Thank you. Um. Yeah, so Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. People hate this movie so much. They do. So much. And I, I for one, am just going to come out and I'm saying... I have always loved this movie with my entire heart. Your whole heart. My whole heart. Really, truly. All four aortas. <laughs> Was this your introduction to the Indiana Jones franchise? No. No? I don't think so. I was just curious. Yeah, we... we what, def- def- what year did this come out? 2008. Yeah, so I was in like... Third, fourth grade? No, mm-hmm. I was in like sixth grade. Seventh grade, I was in high school. Yeah, I I actually pretty vividly remember seeing this basically like the week or two after school got out of my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I remember we did like an end of the year trip, and we went to Islands of Adventure, classic park. You know, classic. We did that a lot. It it multiple schools I went to, and by multiple I mean two different schools I went to. It's the nice part about living in Florida and going to school in Florida is that your field trips at the end of the year are awesome. But I remember having that like end of the year trip and going with some of my friends from high school and uh we were talking about like oh the new Indiana Jones movie came out. Let's go see it. And so like then like the next day we went and like saw it together. And it, mm. I'm pretty sure Caleb Keenan was there, friend of the podcast. Mm. I don't remember who all was there, but I think it was him and some other kids from school. But it was like a it was a great way to like kick off the summer. Yeah. 
And I remember seeing all the advertisements at the time when it came out. Uh, like it was on every single Dr. Pepper can and two liter. Oh, yeah. It was like all over the place. Oh yeah, I wanted to get back to why we're covering this though. Like, obviously the new Indiana Jones came out, Indy Five. Yeah, and we wanted to compare the older indie movies. Yeah, not you like might the be classic asking, original you know, ones. Jeremy, Jonathan, why don't you start off with Raiders of the Lost Ark, just like they did? Yeah. And to that, I answered, we do what we want, but mostly we just want to compare the sequels. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It just—it was so liberating to start the Crocodile Dundee series with Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> this is just 3, what we do now. That now we're just—we're just starting wherever we want. <laughs> and like I said, we'll get, we'll get to them. We're gonna cover those original movies. We'll probably talk about them some in this <laughs> do episode. We have to finish Crocodile Dundee before we finish Indiana Jones. <laughs> we'll just start so many different series. <laughs> <laughs> what um, series have we not completed? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. We still haven't gone back and done the original trilogy of Star Wars. We did yeah, the prequels. Yeah, we have not done that. And and speaking of the prequels, like if you listen to our episodes of Star Wars episodes one through three, like I feel like we feel similarly about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like we're we're a supporter of it. Yeah. Where like uh, the the I don't know popular opinion is pretty critical of the prequels and of this movie. Yeah. But we love it. So well, people love the prequels. They've come around to it now. Yeah. People have not come around to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull yet. Not yet. And, you know, Jedi, I say, ever heard of Nickelback? Uh, yeah. People no. hated them. <laughs> now they're back in, I don't know if they're fully back, but people have recognized that they got some bops. Hmm. And, uh, a few years ago, I was in a Target and, like, at the self-checkout, and there was this guy that walked up right next Chad to Chad Kroger? No, it wasn't him. Oh. But he walked up and it was like in a full like decked out nickelback like hoodie and just wearing their displaying their merch proudly. And I was like, "Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> you're going to get in trouble." <laughs> like I don't know. I don't think they had come back around. I mean, have they really come back around? Is that a thing? I feel like people are really appreciating them more mm. nowadays. Mm. In the in this decade, for sure, hmm. it was popular to hate on them, and then now it's just like, man, they got some hits for sure. Um, I don't, I don't feel that way about Nickelback. I definitely feel that way about Creed, though. Creed's got sure, some hits. Sure, sure. I think Dad Butt Rock, yeah, has become bigger <laughs> again. Um, oh, I only say that because this is the Nickelback of the Indiana Jones movies. Mm. And it'll come back around, especially maybe after the dust settles on Dial of Destiny. Uh, I compare this to uh, 2021 when Spider-Man No Way Home came out. And then all of a sudden, everyone already started loving Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies. (laughs) Where were we? Already in that camp. Welcome. I just think it's the classic thing of like, the older fans that grew up with the older Indiana Jones movies, you know, they loved them. Yeah. And so they had all these expectations walking into the new one and it didn't meet their expectations. But meanwhile, you know, the kids of like people of our generation that didn't like grow up watching these, like didn't like go to the theaters to see them and that sort of thing. Like 
they didn't have a problem with it. They liked it. So we'll yeah. get into it. We'll talk about what we like, what what works, what doesn't work. But I think I still think it's a really fun movie, and I've never understood like why people like oh, there's only three Indiana Jones movies. That one doesn't count, you know. People just discredit it. I have a, I have a genuine feeling that we are the only podcast that has a positive review of this movie. Actually, no. There's a podcast called <laughs> The Indie Cast, and literally all they talk about is Indiana Jones, so they've had to say positive things about this movie at some point. Okay, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> Just like Star Wars, nothing makes me more mad than some franchise gatekeeper hating on itself. Hmm. Sorry, it's late. I got the intrusive thoughts tonight. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're recording kind of later than usual. Jeremy just got back from rehearsal. I don't know if we talked about this on the pod. No, but Jeremy's going to be in a musical again. To release that again. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be uh playing Harry Wormwood in Matilda the Musical in Franklin, Kentucky. Pretty exciting. Twenty twenty three. You know, when I was watching Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, this is what you call a segment. You're like, where could Danny the, DeVito? <laughs> <laughs> the um the character in this movie, Mac. The way he talks, I feel like you should take his accent yeah. for for your uh, for Matilda's dad character. Like I feel like it's the right okay. uh, Jonesy, <clears throat> Jonesy, Jonesy. Let's talk about him because I like, I like him. <clears throat> I do too. People hate on him, but oh just because he's goodness. a thin character. But like he's fun. I think what I hate the most about myself is that I the things that are hated about this movie are some of my favorite things about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you can call me a contrarian or anything, but like I don't know, man. That's so fun. Oh, yeah. they have a double agent. Oh, he's not really on your side. Well, they literally did that. Spoiler alert, they literally did that in the fifth one. And nobody batted an eye. <laughs> and we will talk about the new one a little bit near the end. So let's we'll try we'll try and save our review. A stay bit later tuned on. for the end of that. I think this movie, when this came out, is when I actually like truly became an Indiana Jones fan, though. Yeah, because like we had a couple of the movies recorded on tapes, and like I, I had seen them. At least I remember seeing bits and pieces of them. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. I didn't know these movies in and out, like I do now. Yeah. I think, like, in anticipation of the new one coming out, is like for the first time, like really watching the series. And like back to back, like watching them like in re- you know on around the same time on purpose, which you don't have to. It's not like they they're they're individual stories. Like people can talk about the first three being oh it's a great trilogy, but it's not yeah. like it's not like one leads into the next. They're just standalone adventures, yeah. and that's one of the things I like about them. You can just hop in at any point. I didn't even realize, but the trilogy is not a definitely not a trilogy because they're not even. They all take place out of order. Yeah. So Temple of Doom is technically a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, if you look at the years. That blew my mind. Yeah. Which is like, you don't even think about that. Oh, it's like, in the 30s. Well, but, like, I don't I don't remember the exact years, but it, like, takes place a couple years before Raiders 1935, does. 1936. Yeah. I had to look it up. Mm. You can, and you can, like, kind of see it a little bit in the story in like Indy's character. Yeah. Because he's a lot more in Temple of the Temple of Temple, Temple of, of the Doom. Temple of the Doom. He's a lot more like 
searching for fortune and glory. <laughs> Indy versus like he's an archaeologist and a professor and that sort of thing. More respected and has more respect for like the artifacts. I don't know. Hmm. He's kind of more in it for like the mo- the money and that sort of thing. I feel like in the second one. Jeremy, what do you love about the Indiana Jones franchise? Like, just in general. I think it is just such a cool way to learn about history in a looser way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the funness of Star Wars, the fun element of Star Wars inside the real world. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not necessarily real. Um, but it's like outrageous and you can't help but love him. It's, it's a classic hero movie. Yeah, he's very relatable too because he's like, he's not, he's not perfect. Yeah. You know, you see him like he's just like in the, in Raiders, he's like, I don't know, I'm just making it up as I go, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't, he's not always successful it's in what he like does. He's a detective too. You yeah. kind of like you feel like you're on the journey with him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the reason people love these movies so much is that you're an archaeologist, you're learning about history, you're also <clears throat> along for the ride as the as the camera sidekick. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just feels like you have an input even though you're not even <laughs> yeah, speaking to him, you know. Um it is weirdly immersive like that. One of the things that I've pinpointed as to like what I like about these is basically just because of the era that it takes place in, like early 1900s. Yeah. And you and really stuff, like, like the period piece, like um, especially like the 1930s stuff. I like I, I've I've noticed I like that, and part of that is because I feel like in why it works for these movies is like you feel like it's an era where the world isn't hasn't been totally discovered yet. Like, most of it has, but it's still, like, plausible that there's, like, you know, unsearched ruins and things like that to explore that hasn't been, like, seen from above from, like, a satellite image and explored infrared sensors and all that stuff, you know? Like, there's still, like, a little bit of magic, I feel like, left. And it's in an era where, like, transportation is still, like, it's kind of modern transportation, but things aren't, like, haven't been fully discovered so you can still take a plane yes it takes a while or take a ship across the ocean it's not like a thousand years ago where you know people couldn't do that but but then it's also yeah it's just like the globe trotting you know it's like shooting a lot of these these movies on location and seeing like a lot of times they go to the middle east or europe and that sort of thing but and then just like you were mentioning like the historical aspect of it Like, the historical fiction. I feel like we've always gravitated to those kinds of movies. I don't know. National Treasure. Yeah, what are are some other... What are some other... If if you just watched all the Indiana Jones movies and you're looking for something similar to Indiana Jones, I've done that from time to time. Like, oh, I want something like Indiana Jones. (laughs) Are there any other, like, similar movies that come to mind? Well, National Treasure is one. Mm -hmm. The first one that comes to mind for me is The Mummy. The Brandon Mummy. Frager. It's such an Indiana Jones movie. It, it really is low-key kind of a rip-off. Um, yeah, National Treasure. Sahara, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Wow, yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. 
I'm looking up related films on uh, Letterbox, and mm. I'm gonna go with Jungle Cruise. <laughs> yeah, <I've seen> that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Pirates of the Caribbean, kinda. Yeah, it's its own I little mean, thing. Yeah, yeah. As far as like the treasure hunting and the the adventure, it's it's good. The Road to El Dorado, Atlantis. Oh, yeah, yeah Atlantis. We're, talking, we're talking cartoons. Yeah, I love that the way that this movie starts. People don't. <laughs> you, are you talking about like the Area Fifty One scene? Not even that. I mean, I like that. I I do like that. We'll we'll get to that. Or the Groundhog. Okay, I love the making a mountain out of a molehill. I love that pun. <laughs> That's so great. And spoiler alert, I missed that a lot in the new indie. They didn't yeah. do that. The transition from the mountain to the or from the Paramount logo to the, like yeah. the mountain. Everyone was wondering, oh, are they going to do that with the Disney castle? But they didn't. They didn't do anything like that. That's so lame. But I always liked that. I thought it was a good joke. Yeah. The, the little prairie dog hit hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, first thing to discuss is like, yes, this does. The fourth one doesn't take place in the 30s. You've got to age him up because of Harrison Ford's age. Yeah. And so the it only makes sense for this to be set in the 50s during like Cold War era. Mhm. And the subject matter being aliens fits right in line with like the 50s sci-fi. I love it. Like I I'm totally on board with like the the plot, the setting. It's nice to have something different than Nazis, honestly. Yeah. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I love the way that this starts because it takes you, you don't know, I guess it's supposed to be Area 51, mm-hmm. but like they take you to the warehouse where they're storing the Ark of the Covenant from the end of the first movie. Yeah. Which is like a really cool Easter egg. And they're, you, you don't know what they're after. I, I guess you don't even really see the box that they find. They don't really show the remains of the alien until later on in the movie. Yeah. But. Dude, the magnets. The magnetic field with the gunpowder had me hooked instantly. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, obviously, like, okay, I'm not, just because we love this movie doesn't mean we don't seriously respect Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that's one of the greatest movie intros yeah. of all time. Objectively, it is the best indie film. Yes. But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> But this is this is up there. I mean, I Indiana Jones always has a cool introduction scene mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, really. Um, this one did. This one does. Um, yeah. But like the train, the zoo train in the Boy Scout from yeah. the, the that that scene, the young Indy sequence. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, the Raiders, like. I don't know what you would consider that the booby trap, the, the fertility idol. He's searching for that. Yeah, in the temple, in the boulder. Dope. Iconic moment of cinema. The anything goes speakeasy. I don't know about that, dude. Don't even come at me with that. I love that intro. It's pretty good. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Um, and the, by speakeasy, you Weird mean Al's Club Music Obi One? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of. Uh, Weird Al's music video of This is the life? This is the life. Yeah. Yeah. But all I'm saying is I really like that, but I think Temple Doom, the intro is the weakest of the four. All I'm saying is the gunpowder is so cool. I love the uh, 
I mean, I I can understand not maybe being into the musical, like to the song the song and dance at the beginning. Okay, but I love you're talking to me. Yeah, so I don't know why you're hating on it, <laughs> but like I love like the negotiations. Like he walks into the the club with the white tuxedo. It's Indiana Jones being like full like mm-hmm. James Bond, which I don't like that. And the escape from the club, it just it just starts there, high stakes, and the movie just goes. Nonstop, yeah, I love Temple of Doom, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> it it just is not the right vibe for me. It's not, um, it's not starting you out on a high stakes adventure. It's mm. just dialogue heavy, and I, I really just don't like James Bond mm. as be like in infiltrating Indiana Jones. Mm. I think it has to be two separate things. Yeah. Well, I mean, this has been talked about to death, but like, do you know the in, the like the history behind Indiana Jones, like as far as like the idea for the character and that sort of thing? Um, go for it. Okay. Because um, I'm sure there's other people. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not going to admit that I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, yeah, I know about it. I'm like, okay, then I'm. I on. of course know, but <laughs> I mean, you got like, a refresher is cool. So after, I think it was after George Lucas made Star Wars. Him and Steven Spielberg went to like Hawaii to like hide from like because he didn't know if it was going to go well or not. Yeah, and they're like hanging out on the beach and they're talking about stuff. And Steven Spielberg was always wanting to direct a James Bond movie. Uh huh. But like they the the broccoli family that that owns the the rights they I'm like, sorry the broccoli family yeah, that's their that's their name <laughs> they um I think they wanted to work with British directors I I don't ex- know exactly why he I think he tried one or two and like it just never worked out yeah and he always wanted to do a james bond movie and george lucas was like well I, I got something better than that and he started to tell him about this idea for a story he had about indiana smith <laughs> which he had been like working on like ideas for uh-huh and obviously it changed to indiana jones but that's kind of the core of the idea was like steven spielberg wanted to make a, jo- a james bond movie and george lucas was like well i've got this like adventure archaeologist jungle explorer character like we could do something with that instead so he's like okay uh-huh so anyway huh. the the character owes a lot to james bond as far as um kind of that that sort of side to him interesting interesting he's a teacher though part-time <laughs> part-time <laughs> i that was a good line <coughs> um Oh, by the way, we're also like watching the movie silently as we're going. Yep. Uh, you were asking me a question. If the that... janitor from Scrubs is currently on the screen, so solid, solid. Interrogating solid. Indy. <laughs> what we we didn't talk about the gunpowder. We just got talking about yeah. intros. The magnetic gunpowder was just way too cool, and it also, just shows you how much of a like. I mean, he's an archaeology, he's a history professor, but he's not a science guy. Mm-hmm. That just shows you how smart he is, and I love it. Magnets, magnets. Sound design in this movie is so good. So good. It when you hear like later on in the tune, play the they, clip when they find the the crystal skull and like the, like the gold pieces are like yes. magnetized and hitting it. It reminded me of those little magnet zapper things you yes. would like stick together that Ooh. you got from like Cracker Barrel or something. <laughs> Anyone that's just played with like these like magnets. Just knows the sound like I don't know. Zapper net. Zapper magnets. Yeah. 
That's what it reminded me of. It was a good sound. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the fridge scene, though. Oh, the fridge scene. Oh, it's where they jumped the shark. Or, oh, wait. Yeah. Nuked the fridge. Again, it sets you right in that age of, like, the 50s, Red Scare, nuclear. You're just about to get me mad, gear, aren't like, you? No, why am I, why am I going to get you mad? I'm about to go on a hard rant right now. <laughs> Continue. I I love the scene where he like escapes from the warehouse. They get on the rocket car. They and they end up in like the ghost town where they're going to do the bomb testing. Yeah. I just think it, it's it, so cool. It's a cool scene. And whatever you think about him hiding in the fridge and surviving that, it is an epic shot of Indy walking up the hill and having a mushroom, mushroom cloud, cloud in the distance. In the distance. Also, another great shot is when they introduce Indy and, like, he gets pulled out of the car and his hat falls to the ground and you just see his silhouette against the car and him putting it on. It's a great... Some of y'all are going to really hate this, but this has some of the best cinematography Steven Spielberg has done in the, in, in the series. <laughs> or period, honestly. It has some great shots. So good. Look, it makes sense. He got on the fridge and you see the little plaque... That it's lead-lined. Yeah. Solid alibi. <laughs> and they used to be locked tight. Like, they, you could not put a kid in a fridge because uh, it would mm. suffocate. <laughs> Those things had locks, dude. Anyways, all right. First of all, I don't even care that it's not plausible. All right? <laughs> I'm, buckle up. I'm, I'm ranting. Buckle up, everybody. <clears throat> Get yourself a snack. Get some right. popcorn. Start listening. Since when are we mad at Indiana Jones being the luckiest man alive? Okay? It's all okay. Now that he's 60 years old, he can't survive anything. It's all nonsense. It's always been nonsense since Raiders. Okay? Every every movie has something insanely stupid that he has survived or just... Honestly, something as simple as just being shot at from so close and get being missed. Hmm. Um, number one, I'm going completely out of order. These are just events in my mind that I can remember. Pulling a heart out with your hand. <laughs> Temple of Doom. What? <laughs> Ark of the Covenant melting yeah. someone's face. Oh, great moment. What? <laughs> I believe God can do that. <laughs> it's not the arc that can do that. Uh, <clears throat> well, that and also at the end, like with the when they open it up and it's just like that great like fire shooting out of it and everything, and and he's like, "Don't look, that's gonna save them." You know, everyone else like dies, but they don't. Look yeah, it, you know, <laughs> that's not how radiation works. Uh, second, I love how I said that, and he just survived a. That's not how radiation works. But he literally survived a nuke. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh. Holding on to a submarine. Right, yeah. In Raiders. Now, <laughs> what I, the heck? <laughs> you I don't think, do that. I think there is some deleted scenes where he gets in, but as far as the movie, the theatrical cut of the movie, you just have to assume that he's holding on to this submarine for hundreds of miles or something. Yes, because he traveled by map. That's right. Just um, like the Muppets. <laughs> Wait, no, maybe Indy did it first. My guy literally drank from the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. 
How'd you find that? <laughs> Makes no sense. Um, raft scene from Temple of Doom. Yeah, that's the one I go to. It's like if you can believe that he survived a, like jumping out of a plane with an inflatable raft. Surviving a, a nuclear bomb, no problem. Nothing. That's honestly, it really is truly probably the most plausible one compared <laughs> to these. Uh, and the worst one of them all. Also, like... Time travel! <laughs> Spoiler! Hey, we didn't get to that yet. What the heck? So, <laughs> you want to hear a, a, like an in-universe reason, explanation for why he survived the, the, the nuke in yes, the fridge? I would love to. You just said it a minute ago. Indiana Jones drank from the Holy Grail. Oh, you're right. Oh, dang. He should be good. Why haven't they made more movies then? <laughs> you know, speaking of that, like, after watching Dial of Destiny, we watched that first, and then, like, a couple days later, we watched Crystal Skull. Yes. And I'm just like, he looks so young. He does. And people were complaining, oh, I was, man, he's so old I now. was like, he could have done three more movies at this age. Like, I really wish they did. Like, yeah. At least one more after this. Then we could have gotten, like, you know, the full saga, six films or something. Yeah. He he could have done another one. I, I totally believed him in this. Like, obviously, he's not moving around as much, but I, I still am, like, believing his action scenes and everything in yeah. this movie. How old is he now? He's, like, in his 80s, right? I think he, like, just turned 80. That's But, yeah. That's crazy. I think his character is supposed to be like late seventies in the movie, mm-hmm. and in Crystal Skull, I think he's supposed to be early sixties or something like that. Okay. Anyway, um, or late fifties actually. But yeah, no. First, okay. The thing you need to understand if you're going to watch an Indiana Jones movie is that he is the luckiest man alive, mm-hmm. and that is why he goes on these adventures because <laughs> he knows. That's why he's so confident. Yeah. These movies aren't supposed to be good. It just accidentally happened to be... (laughs) Raiders just accidentally happened to be one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of it. It's like, it's it's supposed to be a throwback to, like, old serials and B-movies. And, like, so when they shot the movie, like, it was supposed to be... Like, obviously, they wanted it to be good and have, like, good production values, but, like... They shot it. They tried to shoot it quick. You know, like they didn't think about it much. Like it's just supposed to be a fun adventure and that's it. I think that's one of the things I I really appreciate about this series is like I can, I don't have the same expectations with Indiana Jones as I do for Star Wars. Yeah. Because I can watch Star Wars, especially the new ones and be like, okay, that, that kind of breaks what came before or that sort of thing. Like that, that's Mm -hmm. not consistent. Like I want it to be, have a consistent world and that sort of thing and but, like, I don't, when I watch the Indiana Jones movies, well, one, I don't, I'm not worried about Indiana Jones canon. You know what I mean? Like, sure. But also. Oh, like, this one, this new one kind of pushed a little bit, though. <laughs> but I, you know, and, but as far as Crystal Skull, like, I don't think it betrays the past movies at all. And that's, I feel like that's one of the criticisms about it. It's like, oh, it's not, it's a different time period and it's different, different, I don't know. It's just like, different. <laughs> I mean, these movies are I don't think that it betrays like anything that's come before. I feel like this is the natural progression for this character and in this time period to be like, oh, this is what we're this is what we're looking for now. You know, it works. It absolutely works for me, and yeah. so I, I've just never I've never understood the criticism um, that people have. 
You're as so far right. as the plot and the um, yeah. Okay, secondary mini rant to piggyback off of that. These movies were meant to be B movies. Yeah. Just because Raiders is highly regarded as one of the greatest films of all time doesn't mean it jumped a tax bracket. <laughs> you have to acknowledge the source and the intent of the original vibe, bro. Mm. <laughs> Raiders, yeah, they were paying homage to the 1930s crappy action movies. Yeah. There's actually one movie um, from the 50s called Secret of the Incas. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely tell this is the main inspiration for this movie, especially the entire look of his character, the hat, the leather jacket, the whip. Like, the character yeah. in that movie is like... The exact it, same. It, it's very much an homage to that. Um, Yeah, no, and of course, like, it makes sense that they changed it to match the 1950s action movies mm. because... Crappy B movies. What were they? What were they? What were crappy big? What were crappy B movies in the 1950s about? I don't know. I wasn't there. Sci-fi. <laughs> right. Aliens. Yeah. Russians. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. All I'm saying. I mean, it, it inspires like a whole gener- genre of action movies. Oh yeah, from Raiders onward, um, and I'm sorry, but if you think this is a bad movie, you should definitely rethink your reasoning of why you think Raiders is a good movie. Mm. That's all I have to say about that. So right now, as we're talking, the uh, the motorcycle chase through like Marshall College is happening. Super cool, scene. and I think that's one of the. This is this is one of the better action scenes of the movie i think actually it's literally sliding underneath desks right now with a motorcycle not just like through the library (laughs) but like even like chasing through the streets and everything you see them like you see indy like hopping off the bike into the car yeah and like he's getting dragged behind and the 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 camera work in that scene is is really good from spielberg's perspective Mm -hmm. and it's just a scene where i am i'm absolutely buying harrison ford playing indy at Sixty yeah. years old, it just works. It still works, and yet he still finds time to teach the kids. Mm-hmm. If if you want to be a good archaeologist, get out of the library. You gotta get out of the library. <laughs> it's, it's such a good line. There's a lot of good dialogue in this too. True. I don't know. Let's talk characters. Okay. All right. We're gonna get to Shia LaBeouf, but not yet. Yeah, we will. Um, I've always really liked. Jim Broadbent as I don't even know the name of his character honestly I, I can't remember his name but he's supposed to be I mean the guy that played Marcus Brody passed away and so they need like a new like head of the college you know person to um, you know to be Indy's boss basically and his friend yeah but I don't know you don't really get a lot from him but you just know like he's a good friend because they're like trying to get him to like fire him and get you know, like have him leave his position he quit his job and he to saved like, his job yeah he tried he saved his job and he resigned and yeah. so like you just you just know like even though it's in just like a very, they do a lot with little i i feel like i don't know yeah and so i've just i've always liked his character and uh at the very end i like when like he gets reinstated as a teacher uh, as a professor and there's that scene where the they've got like that guy riding on the glass door like 
hand like hand painting like his name and his position and everything hmm. in his office and Jim Broadbent like walks up to him and is like, Oh, very good. Like, now make it bigger. <laughs> like he's gotta like redo the whole thing that he like hand painted. I always like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Classic Professor Slughorn. Um we talked about Mac as um kind of a sidekick villain, I don't know. I mean his 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 motivation is pretty thin. I I give you that. But I don't know, I'm enjoying it. You don't need deep character development in these movies. He's a he's, he's just greedy, greedy and he's crossed between loyalty. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid like non-threatening villain. What am I secondary uh villain slash I don't know. You could be like, why was he a triple agent? That makes no sense. But like, it's kind of boring to just have a double agent. They've been there, done that, you know? Yeah. Besides, he was like, nah, I wasn't a triple. I just lied about being a double. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that he way. Has, he has good lines. And um, one of them that I really liked, that I laughed at when we rewatched it, was Indy like, is asking him, like, well, after, you know, <clears throat> how many people did you sell out? you know, to the Reds, you know, is this, is this about money? And he's like, it's not about money, Jonesy. It's about a gigantic pile of money. (laughs) (laughs) Back to your question before, like, what does Indiana Jones mean to you Mm. near the beginning? I realized like, you know what? Indiana Jones movies make me want to travel to all these places. Yeah. That's all. That's one of the, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts is like the globe trotting and like yeah. the shooting on location um now i will say one of the criticisms about kingdom of the crystal skull is like george lucas and steven spielberg like they they had families and stuff and they didn't actually do a lot of location shooting in oh. this one so there's a lot more there's a lot more green screen there's a lot more studio sets yeah and they didn't I don't think they left the United States actually to shoot this one. Oh wow! So a lot of the stuff in Peru that I could be wrong. There might be some scenes, but for the most part, I think the stuff like in Peru was probably done in like Hawaii or something. Mm. So I think that's one thing that people have been like, "Oh, I wish they had, you know, shot more on location on this one." But yeah. people like crit- critique specifically the jungle scene as like, "Oh, the CGI in that scene." This but is the time to it, show off the CGI. This is the dawn of a new era. Yeah. Pre, r- literally pre-MCU. Mm-hmm. And now's as good a time as any. And honestly, I think I, I'm fixing, I'm patching another complaint with another complaint okay. about the movie. Go for it. But like, well, I mean, that's just what it, they did was like, instead of shooting on location, people mm-hmm. complain about that. They're going to use CGI, which people also complained about. Yeah. But I don't care. It's fine. I think, Get over yourself. <laughs> I think the CGI is much more restrained in this compared to like the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> compared to the fifth like, one? <laughs> yeah. I think it's much more restrained. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad. No. Um back to the characters. What uh, what do you think of the villain? Uh she's great. She's got a good look. She's got a. Mm. <laughs> I mean, she's like a distinct, a distinct look to her character. She definitely looks evil. She's got the sword. She's got the yeah. Karen haircut. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. 
I, she's trying to read people's minds and becomes the smartest person in the universe. Yeah. It's really not that much of a motivation, but it's enough to have a plot. Is she as scary as the Nazis? No. Is she less of a stereotype than the Nazis? <laughs> yeah. Is she less of a stereotype than the the Indian cult? Yeah. <laughs> Molly Rom or something. (laughs) I thought that was kind of cool though. Like the in this age of like communism and and fear against of like the Russians, like trying to use the harness the power of like the Crystal Skull for like psychological warfare. Like I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was a cool idea. Maybe it wasn't like super fleshed out, but I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a cool new concept. All right, so let's talk about Shia LaBeouf. Because I okay. feel like this is probably where another one of your rants are going to be. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't necessarily have anything crazy, but okay. something might come. People, okay, may, maybe this will be my rant. All right, G- go give for me it. A, give me the mic. Bro, we, we have two mics. I have my own it. mic. <laughs> you, you're, you also edit it, so you can <laughs> raise your levels. You do what you want. You do you, boo-boo. No, I just... I think people unfairly hate on Shia LaBeouf in this movie. They People are very critical of the character of Mutt Williams. And I think that part of that is is because people are reading in too much to like to the end of like, like, oh, they want him to be the new Indiana Jones. No one can replace Harrison Ford, that sort of thing. But I don't think that's what the, the final scene is trying to do. He's such a good character. <laughs> I don't think the problem with his character is Shia LaBeouf. I think he's like a he's a good actor. He is great. He's a great actor. One of the best, actually. So, so I don't know why people hate on him specifically. And on they, top of that, unless they didn't had, watch Even Stevens and didn't have a good childhood. <laughs> and on top of that, he had really good chemistry with Harrison Ford. I think so too. Yeah. You know who didn't? <laughs> who? I'll tell you later. <laughs> People just didn't like the elements of this movie that they put together. But, like, again, 50s, he's like a greaser. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, I I'm, I like his character. And um, he's I guess, lost. He's really comp. He's, he's really a complicated character, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I he, feel like they could have given him a little bit more. But yeah. also, like, I think that there's enough there. Like, like there's a scene where he, he finds Oxley's cell and he sees all the stuff that's you know, been drawn and scribbled on the wall. And he's like, it's like, what happened to him? Like, he's like, he's like, he was really close to him. And so you just like see the tears in his eyes. Cause he's like, he's yeah. lost his mind. What, what happened to him? You know, like what's going on? And yeah, I don't know. He, he has some of the traits mm-hmm. that Indy, mm-hmm. Indy has. And I feel like with or without Indiana Jones, knowing that that's his son, he sees himself in him. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love the switch that Indy makes when, like, he, he finds, finds out, out. As soon as, like, at first he's like, "Oh, you don't have to go to school. It's not for everyone. Like, do what you want to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't let anyone tell you different." And then as soon as he finds out it's his son, he's like, "You're," you know, he gives him the Harrison Ford point. You know, yeah. he points at him. It's like you're going back to school. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's good stuff. I like yeah. that. It's super cheesy. Yeah. Super cool. I mean, obviously he's a greaser, so he's gonna have a motorcycle. 
He's going to have a switchblade. <laughs> He's going to have an attitude. He yeah. may start a diner fight. <laughs> I liked that, yes. Pretty genius, honestly. I mean, it, it, it honestly took some of the best parts of uh, Back to the Future <laughs> and threw it into Back to the Past. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, Mutt, he had a nickname, like, I mean, Indy's named after the dog. <laughs> so his son's nickname is Mutt. It makes sense. I like it. Yeah. It's a cool name, too. The dog? <laughs> the dog? They named you after the dog? Henry Mutt Williams. It's so cool. It's a good name. It's a really good name. Really good actor. Uh, and he honestly didn't even get bad writing. There's no excuse for people to hate him other than he's Shia LaBeouf. The only other thing I know is like basically after the movie came out and had kind of bad reviews, like Shia LaBeouf kind of bad mouthed the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so I definitely think he like basically ruined his relationship with Steven Spielberg. Sure. <laughs> so it was like, but I think part of the reason maybe people didn't like it or critical of him is because like, I don't know. People were really talking him up as like he's the next big thing, and like Steven Spielberg has picked him to be in Indiana Jones. Yeah, you know? and so maybe he had you know a lot of people you know judging his performance based on that those expectations. Yeah. But again, I don't think it's bad. Um, Shia LaBeouf is not. If you have criticisms about him in the movie, I don't. I really don't think that's the biggest criticism that can be leveled against. You're just fishing. This movie. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about. The return of Marion Ravenswood. What do you think about her? Best love interest. Yeah, absolutely. Enough said. Way better than Willie Scott in Temple of Doom. Don't you mean whiny Scott? <laughs> yeah. She just screams at everything. I mean, honestly, it's not a big deal. People, It's annoying, for sure. Obviously, but, yeah. I mean, she's not. that's not her setting. <laughs> Which, I mean, people were asking... You know, when Temple of Doom came out, like, oh, where's Marion? Like, you thought they'd be together. But that's a prequel. Yeah, that's true. But also, this is, it, it's kind of <clears throat> modeled after James Bond. You know, he's got a new, he's got a new lady in each one. I don't know. Yeah, and the <laughs> third one, where's she at in the third one then? You, oh. it, you don't even, they don't even mention her in the third one. Yeah, so. He's a player. <laughs> she talks in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're done with characters. Unless you have, do you have any other characters? I mean, you've got the character of like Dr. Oxley, who's like kind of, I not really talking much in this entire movie. I actually really like this character. Do you? I do. I think it's, it's an interesting character. I think one, he got, it's, it gives you like a little side project to like figure him out mm -hmm. while the rest of the movie's unfolding. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Let's talk about the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin is just like whatever Indy is chasing. So you've got, the in the first movie, you've got the Ark of the <clears throat> Covenant. Yes. Temple of Doom, you've got the Shankara stones that got stolen from the village. Yes. Um, third one, obviously, is the... Um, Holy Grail. Yeah, Holy Grail. The cup of Christ. That's the cup of a carpenter. And then mm -hmm. this one, we've got the Crystal Skull. But yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, I just, I, I think the Crystal Skull looks really cool. <laughs> it does. I mean, I was. I want to say it's like it's the coolest, like one. Say like it, MacGuffin. Say it. But as a Christian, I'm having a hard time saying that compared to the Ark of the Covenant, <laughs> you know, or the Holy Grail, <laughs> or the Holy Grail. But 
Shankara Stone's easily like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like out of all of these things, I'm not. I have no skull, interest in in touching the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, Uzza did. Yeah. He, I mean, he's. I ain't touching that thing. Survive that. I don't need that. I just feel like the Crystal Skull would like look really cool like on a shelf in my house somewhere. <laughs> it really would. Honestly, all of them I want. <laughs> If we get a, a studio one day, mm. we'll uh, we'll get the crystal skull. Yeah. After Mutt and and Indy meet up, they end up traveling down to Peru because they're following the trail of of um, Mutt's mom's gone mi- missing. He doesn't know that it's Marion yet, mm-hmm. and Ox- Oxley is gone too. And they go down there, and I really like the scene where they're, I guess they're like like some kind of grave or something like that that they're in and like they've got those guys with like the skull masks on like yeah. chasing them around in the dark mm-hmm. that's one of the elements of like these movies it's like it's got scary like scenes in it yeah I mean it's not like super scary but I, I feel like that was kind of missing from like the new one it didn't have as much things like that that are meant to be like scary or I don't know what these guys are yeah. gonna do every Indiana Jones movie should have a little scary part where it's like yeah unsettling for sure mm-hmm. like the face melting uh the heart being pulled out um this has something kind of similar to the face melting not not quite as graphic but it's like the ants dude oh yeah that too yeah the ants the i ant love death. yeah it's scary it's it, it you, you feel like you have no escape and it ties in the crystal skull with it too yeah oh it's such a good MacGuffin, dude. I I was thinking about this recently. Like, I just love a good, just a good villain death. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, one that just catches you off guard. You know? Yeah. Like, I I rewatched the um, the Lord of the Rings movies recently, okay. and I watched like at the end of the first one, there's like that main orc that's like been terrorizing them the whole time, yeah. chasing after him or whatever, or gets sent to fight him or whatever. Does this big battle. Off? Yeah. Aragorn chops that guy's head off. And I was like, oh, yeah. And you see the blood spurt. And I'm like, I, right. I, it just got me thinking about like good villain deaths. I don't know. I'm going to say it. And the, the ant death there getting like eaten alive by ants. That's, that's a good villain death. It's crazy. Now I'm going to say, I'm going to make some people mad. But I mean, what else is new today? <laughs> that is a more unsettling sight than the face melting scene in, in Raiders. Mm. And, uh, I'll stand by it. Mm. Um, similar to like that death, or, or similar to the face melting scene in Raiders, there's a scene where like they like open up this like bag that had this like human human remains in it. Yeah, and it's been like perfectly preserved and that sort of thing. They open it up and the air gets to him, and you kind of see him like decompose like really quickly yeah. in front of their eyes. But it's not like graphic and bloody like Raiders. Tales of the Crypt. I, I like that. That was a good effect. This, this scene is good. That's on that we're watching right now. It's it's where um, Irina is that her name? I think the villains are like in, interrogating Indy and like making him look oh, into the yeah. skull. This is one of those scenes that had some really good shots in it too, with the yeah. silhouettes. That's one of my favorite shots ever from a Spielberg movie. That's what, what I pointed where, out. Where you see him sitting in the chair in the background, but then there's like the the curtain, yeah, and the shadow of his like silhouette. <sighs> So good. Like you see the deed, like his mouth moving. It's like a huge head. To her. Oh, so cool. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Raiders. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What do you think of the the line? 
knowledge knowledge was their treasure <laughs> do you think that's a do you think that's like a cop out or do you do you like that explanation i like I it know. i like it i like it too he's a teacher he's a professor he's all about education <laughs> i mean it's just like saying that the real treasure was the friends you made along the way <laughs> it's the journey not the destination <laughs> Yeah, I I like. I mean, cutting to the end. I mean, they're they're going through the, like the Mayan temple. They're mm. figuring out the clues. They're pulling out those blocks and having the sand, you know, fall down, going down the steps. Cool. All that's Very really cool. cool. At the bottom, you got the spears, and you got like a dead body on, impaled on the spears. Gotta have it's a nice that. little touch, you know. Gotta have production it. designer. That's a good good on you. Yep. Um. <laughs> and yeah, just going through and like discovering that room. I've I I've kind of liked that that idea of like there's this like circular round table room sort of of like it's like all of them are waiting and they're like they've just got that one skull that's missing and it's like they're just waiting for that to be like reconnected for them to be able to like i don't know get in their ufo and fly away (laughs) part of me was really hoping that the crystal skull would be et shaped (laughs) or like the dead body would just be et's dead body (laughs) <laughs> he's just looking all pale in the river like in that scene yeah <laughs> he runs away there's gotta be a good edit of that <laughs> oh and that's i think that is one it's not a secret that um steven spielberg was not really on board with the plot for this movie because <laughs> he didn't really want to do another aliens movie because he had done close encounters he had done et he's like i've kind of done that yeah but kind of George Lucas was kind of insistent, like this is kind of the route he wanted to go well, with it. I actually really do Star Wars, so so uh, I'm not done with that. Sometimes I can do a good George, and other times I I feel like I'm not locked into it right now. <laughs> I guess mine was more of a Jordan Peterson. Kermit the Frog here. You, you gotta eat a steak every day. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyways, like I said, I'm I'm good with the aliens being discovered at the end. It's not a, a step too far for me because I feel like all of these movies have mystical, fantastical elements to them. I will say it is kind of weird having seeing the actual aliens and having them fly away at the end because yeah. that kind of takes away from the mystery. Yeah, I kind of like that. There's a Oxley says like after it, it flies away and like the dam breaks and the water like floods that valley and it's like that whole temple is gone that was there before and he's just like like a broom to their footsteps <laughs> like it's like yeah. you never know it was there and like they're the only people that have even witnessed that kind of reminded me of in the goonies when the ship went off and sails off into the distance same vibe not yeah. the exact same thing <laughs> then indy says to marion you're gonna come live with me now <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be a family. (laughs) That's great. So do you want to do like our rankings for the movies? We might as well. And then like, maybe we should talk about Indy 5 first and then do our rankings of like the movies, I guess. Maybe that's how we should do it, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Metal in this gunpowder should point the way. So let's talk about Indy 5 and our review of that. Okay. Um, And we will be talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this part, I guess, but we have to say that for a new movie. <laughs> we never cover new movies. Let me just start off with 
Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny sounds like a name that doesn't exist. Hmm. It doesn't sound good. It sounds fake. It sounds like a comic title or something like that. Like a Dial book of Destiny. What is this, Star Trek? Get out of here. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark goes hard. Temple of Doom. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Temple of Doom is a great title, dude. Uh, no. Yeah. Compared to the other ones, no. They're all good titles. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Bad donkey right there. (laughs) The Last Crusade, kind of weak. If we're we're going names, Dial of Destiny is the worst. I think Last Last Crusade. Crusade, They're all good. They're all good. I'm just saying, I'm ranking them, dude. Okay. Uh, Dial of Destiny, bottom of the names. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'll go second place. Okay. And I'll go Raiders 1, and then Temple Doom 3rd. And then, uh, why, what a weird way to rank. <laughs> Just by the titles. But also, like, the way I went in order was, like, 5, five 2, two one, 1, 3, and 4. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, those aren't our actual rankings of what we like. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on Indy 5? Well, well, people hated this movie... People hated Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because of the aliens and the sci-fi switch. And it used to be more like magical artifacts. But Indy 5 just kind of... It's just freaking time travel. You know how I feel about time travel movies. Hmm. I just won't accept Indy 5 as a better movie than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Um hot take i don't really like mads mickelson as an actor anymore elaborate say more he's typecast as the bad guy that is also german yeah grindelwald (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah i see more yeah he was Um, in rogue one yeah he was uh jen urso's dad german like a scientist forced to kind of build the death star yeah. Um, he was actually a Bond villain, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Now he's an indie German. I forgot he was Grindelwald because I forgot about that German that movie. <laughs> but I yeah, just, I don't know. He's getting old. I, I like to see some acting range hmm. from him. Uh, hot take: I hate Helena. She is not a good person at all. Interesting. I do not like her, and I thought I would really like her. Because I like the actress a lot. Hmm. Character, do not like at all. Hmm. Um, biggest complaint, they didn't even bring back Short Round. And I know they, his comeback was post... Uh, after they... Like, Key Juan's comeback as an actor came after they wrapped up shooting. Yeah. But they could have added like an after credit scene or something. I know. I, I was hoping they would. That's ridiculous. Like, give him at least a cameo or something. Like, shoehorn him in there or something. But, yeah, I was kind of let down about that. I really hated that they got rid of Mutt Williams. Okay. And they just had to throw away a line like, oh, he died in the war. Mm. Yeah. So lame. Such a good character. And just because people complain about it, and also he complained, <laughs> does not mean you have to get rid of him. I, I have, yeah, I have stuff to say on that in my review, too. I don't necessarily like... I feel like they're just adding random things and like seeing if it works. 
um, like his whole relationship with uh, oh he has a goddaughter from this guy that he knows mm-hmm. what when was he ever mentioned I was very impressed with the CGI even though it was they they played with it a little too much I think I was not expecting the first 30 minutes of the movie to be CGI Harrison Ford yeah, I knew that going in that it was going to be a pretty extended. I just extended sequence. But. I just thought it was going to be like a little bit, like flashback here and there. Mm-hmm. But no. One thing I like, I really like the kid. Um, what was his name? I want to say like Benny or something like that. Benny, I, don't, I could be wrong. I don't he was he was good. He's no I, short round, but I actually good. really really liked him a lot. Did you? Yeah. Um. I like the scuba scene. It really messed with me when they went time traveling. Because that's not Indiana Jones. They turned into an MCU movie. That's what they did. See, but now we sound like all the people that hated on Crystal Skull. That's why I feel like I have to accept it, you know? I can't, though. No, I really just can't. Because the first thing you said at the end of the movie, you're like, I want to watch Timeline now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's a movie. Stay tuned for that episode. That was a good movie. But like, their complaint was aliens. Mm-hmm. Aliens and time travel don't go hand in hand. It's not the same thing. This is something that in a fictional world is plausible. Mm-hmm. Is it would be aliens, but time travel is not plausible in a fictional world. In a fictional world, it is, but this fictional world, it's not. Mm. I mean, yeah, I... Obviously, there's, like, magic and, like, supernatural stuff going on in this other world, as we know it. But, like... I just thought the time travel stuff was kind of convoluted, and I was kind of confused by it. It's kind of why I I want to see it again. I think it was unnecessary. Because it... They go back... I mean, the, the plot is that the villain is trying to go back and kill Hitler... Which is kind of a twist because you so never think of a Nazi. Yeah, so he can like take his place and like do better than him, basically. Yeah. Which is kind of a twist because normally, like, what would you do with a time machine? Like, go back and kill baby Hitler, that sort of thing. Like, that's kind of a. I wouldn't kill baby Hitler. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> I wouldn't kill baby Hitler. If I had to kill any version of Hitler, it would be <laughs> before he went on the rampage. Okay. Before he killed, was responsible for killing somebody. Yeah. But I just, it was kind of convoluted because it was like one of those things where it's like, it was like he hadn't finished making the dial. Archimedes hadn't finished making it, but then they brought it to him so he could finish it. And I was like, that, I thought that was kind of lame. <laughs> that's why Time kinda, travel movies kill me. But that's why it kind of reminded me of Timeline. Because <laughs> yeah. there was kind of some stuff like that in it. But I... I, I wasn't too enthused about that, but I knew that that was going to be a part of it in some way going into it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I I accept it. I think some of my problems with the movie, um, and first of all, like, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I don't, I didn't, I, I did have some issues with it, but, like, I still, like, I enjoyed it. It's good to see Harrison Ford playing Indy, even if he's 80 years old. I'll still go see it. Yeah. Um, it still had a great uh, soundtrack from John Williams. Maybe his last soundtrack ever. Yeah. To be, I mean, at least for like one of these types of movies. 
So that was good. Um, and I really liked, I, I mean, I liked the, the MacGuffin. I liked the dial. It was kind of cool, the, the story of trying to piece together the mystery and going yeah. from place to place. I enjoyed a lot of that. Some of my stuff, some of my issues were kind of more the character stuff that they were relying on because Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford's 80. So they tried to make it kind of character driven and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I liked at the end that Helena knocked him out, didn't let him stay in the past, brought him back to the present. Yes. I liked that. Absolutely the right move. People are calling that moment woke and stuff, but like, no, that, that was, that's what needed to happen in that situation. (laughs) He needed to come back. Um, and, but the only thing that makes like that ending satisfying is like, oh, and him and Marion like reconcile. And like part of the reason that they separated was because. Why did they need to separate? Right. And like one of the reasons they separated was because Mutt died in Vietnam. You know, he enlisted and died in in Whose fault is that? that. Steven. That's the story. And that actually has. Steven. Let me finish talking, Jeremy. Okay. That's one of the better moments of like acting in the whole movie is like when when Helena asked him like, Oh, if you had the dial, what what would you do? And he's like, I'd stop my son from enlisting. Like that was a good good character moment. But I just feel like basically all they did was like knock down all the pieces from the last one to put them back together again and like say, Oh, now we've resolved the story. I like my review of this movie, <laughs> the long way around of getting to it is like Dial of Destiny was not is not a better epilogue to the Indiana Jones character than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Indy 4 is like a much, it's a classic indie adventure. It's a lot more fun. Yes. The new one is a little kind of bleak and stuff because he's just kind of depressed. And here's something. Indy 5 is the Toy Story 4. Mm. To Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is Toy Story 3. Yeah. I mean... I feel like the original three is a great story. It's got that classic. I mean, the third Last Crusade was meant to be kind of. That's where they were going to hang up their hat. That's where it was going to end. But I like the I like Indy Four, and I feel like that's a good epilogue to the character of like he gets back. You know. Yeah. You know they already did the whole thing of like oh it was never our our relationship, Indy and Marion. It was never going to work. You know we broke up. We but we got back together. Yeah. And they kind of just kind of did that again, for the fifth one. And so, it, it, like I said, it just felt like... Not cool. They just... I feel like this did go against the previous movie. And, like, basically just knocked it down just so that they could, like, lift it back up again. Yeah. So I, I didn't really like that aspect just of so it. Just so people can be unsatisfied with the ending. Again. Um, I think my expectations for the movie was not... Was uh, A lot of people went into it with, this has to redeem Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And for me, I was like, I already like that one. Yeah, that made me mad. So I don't, I'm not, I don't have to expect that. I think the only expe- expectations I had was they hired a new director, James Mangold, to direct it. And so I was curious what he was going to do with it, knowing that he did the movie Logan, which was kind of like the swan song for like the Wolverine character. Yeah. And I liked that movie, and I thought that was a good fitting in for that movie for that character. Yeah. And I, I just like after I watched this one, I was like, I, I didn't feel like it was as satisfactory of like an ending for the character as, as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was. I don't 
want to see an ending to Indiana Jones. Mm. Yeah. I don't necessarily need it to be like a reoccurring Bond vil- or Bond James Bond. Yeah. There's like or Doctor Who. But like I don't have to have the need for an ending of this character. Yeah. At all. Just like do a good movie and then maybe hint at it. Yeah. And that's what Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did. And, like, even though I still have, like, issues with it, like, I still, like, again, I like the movie. I'm not going to be the one to be like, oh, there are only four Indiana Jones movies. That one doesn't count, you know? Like, right. when I rewatch the yeah. movies, I'm going to watch it. And I enjoyed a lot of aspects of it. I actually liked the Helena character. She's not a good person. Yeah. But I liked the back and forth that they had. It was a bit much at some times, but for the most part, I liked her character. Yeah. I mean, choose, I liked the villain choose was her fine. over Mutt? No. <laughs> Um, okay, one thing that you kind of touched on that's kind of a pet peeve of mine, at least that I've noticed in some recent years, is, like, you asked about, like, her, who is, like, this random guy that shows up in the fifth movie that, like, now he's got a god, goddaughter and that sort of thing. And I guess that's one thing is, like, this kind of happened with, like, The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) It's basically where, like, you get to the end and you're like, oh, I, I need to set, like I need to come up with stakes for this final movie because we know this is going to yeah. be the end. And so they have to do all the work of like creating that backstory and resolving it all in the final movie and trying to make it like emotionally satisfying. And so I felt like there was some of that going on with this one. Not as bad as like somehow Palpatine returned, you know, <laughs> like yeah. Rise of Skywalker. But there but was Temple a li- of Doom. He had random people. At, along in his posse, mm-hmm. and that was great. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess I, with that, I'm kind of referring to like obviously that the relationship with that guy and 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 Helena, that family, but also just the idea of like oh the dial of destiny is something he's been searching for his whole life. Like they kind of touched on that in the opening scene of Last Crusade with that cross of yeah. Coronado, because you see him like it's he it evades him at the beginning of that intro. And then it flashes forward to him, and he's like, it belongs in a museum. And he's like, he yeah. gets it back. And he goes back and tells Marcus Brody, like, you know how long I've been searching for that? He's like, all your life? He's like, all my life, you know? Yeah. And so they kind of did that again with, like, trying to come up with some ultimate MacGuffin in the final movie. And it didn't it didn't really need that finality to it. it I just wanted another fun Indiana Jones adventure. Yeah. I mean, Indiana... And that's what I got for the most part. Indy didn't even give a crap about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's just some piece of junk. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you some research. I don't care. I'm retiring. Yeah, a lot of there was a lot of good stuff in it. A lot of cool things. I want to see it again. I and but... I'm not okay. I'm not hating on it. I I also will be like, yeah. So there are five movies, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, my my only gripes with the time travel aspect is that it is just doesn't fit as Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't help but think, well, like, what's the future for Indiana Jones now that he knows that he can time travel? Well, if did they really leave, want to? Did they leave the dial there? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just like in his brain thinking like, oh, time travel is possible now. Well, I was also confused as to whether 
Because they say when they get to wherever Archimedes is, <laughs> um, Athens, is, is that in Greece? Yeah. Um, he's like, you were always meant to come here. And so I was like... So dumb. So Worst what, line of the movie. What does that mean? Does that mean that the dial's only made to go to that one specific point in time? Or is it made to go anywhere and like... Because they were under the impression they could go anywhere they wanted and they were aiming for... I think he was just trying to sound cool. Yeah, 1944, Germany. But how do you even know where to go for that? Like, oh, I got to go in this ripple in time. And Again. It's an MCU movie. It's what it is. Well, I don't hate on it that much. I was very glad that they didn't leave him there. Because I thought, I liked the fake out because I thought that they were going to leave him there. And that's how they were going to like kill him, but not really kill him. You know, give him some kind of happy ending. But I, I did like the way they ended it. Just it's just not as satisfying of an ending as Crystal Skull is for me, in my sure. opinion. So, but um, endings don't have okay. I think I'm realizing that I don't care about endings. I love beginnings. Beginnings are super cool. Hmm. Endings are kind of unnecessary to me. In game, great movie, great movie watching experience. But I don't have to have that movie. Hmm. I don't. Because it's a... I don't know. Just like, oh, how are we going to... The, the Because the movie only becomes, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to end this characters? And then it's the entire movie. It's It kind of defeats the whole purpose of what it began with. Mm-hmm. I still, re- I still really like it, but I, I see the criticism of it being kind of a cop out to do like time travel. Yeah, another time travel yeah. ending movie. That's that's why you don't like it. Yeah. Um, but no, but even then, just like the whole time, we were just like, all right, their contracts are up. What are we gonna do with them? That's, Iron Man's gonna die. Yeah, that's one of the things of like being so invested in like movies and like behind the scenes and what's going on, what's in development. It's like you know all the business side of it too. It's like so I don't know. You know it's got to end because of this. It's hard to enjoy a movie concept for what it is mm-hmm. these days. You got to worry about oh this one just came out. Well, what about the sequel? <laughs> oh, James Cameron's coming out with six of them. Yeah, I yeah. I, That's I my think only this... goal in life is to actually be able to finish the Avatar series before <laughs> I die. I think uh I think the I think the multiverse popularity in movies is also that combined with time travel tropes is like what's getting really exhausting for people I think because yep. there's so many multiverse things and it's like infinite possibilities and it's just like too much like we just want what something kind of can we get a little in bit for more this guy? we need more like grounded storytelling I think yeah. so Anyways, I think we've. Is there anything else you have to say about Indy no. Five? I feel like we've go ranted. watch it for yourself. We ranted about it. Come up with your own ideas and opinions of it. I think I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. I did five. Too. I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it, but it didn't. It didn't blow me away. And but it's still a fun indie adventure. Yeah. You know, and spoiler alert: I'm gonna rank Indy Four higher. So take that for what you will. What do you, how do you, what is your ranking of the Indiana Jones movies? 
Number five. What's your number five is Dial of Destiny. Yes. So is mine. Yes. Dude, Temple Doom used to be my favorite one. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I can put that one down as, mm-hmm. but I could as number four. What is, what is your number four? Dude, I might put, yeah, I might put Temple Doom. Ouch. I don't want to, but. Just lock it in. We'll, we can change it later. Yeah. My yeah, lock f- it in. It can lock always it be in. unlocked. Lock it in. We can unlock it. Uh, my number four is probably King of the Crystal Skull. Okay. But I think that that might change, honestly. Yes. Um, but for now, I'm going to keep it there. Um, what's your number three? Crusade. Okay. That's mine as well. Um, and we'll talk, we can talk about that, why that is when we cover those movies, but that's, that's where I've got number three. Number two, what have you got? Raiders. Raiders? <laughs> You're going to do it? I'm doing it. Okay. I'm so sorry. Sorry to everybody here. I'd like to formally apologize. Well, guess what, Jeremy? Number two, mine? Raiders. <laughs> yes! I know I made a good choice. So, your, num- so your number one is Crystal Skull? <laughs> yes! My number one is Temple of Doom. Okay. <laughs> oh, we are cursed. And that that we are cursed. That is why me and you have no authority or credibility in the Indiana Jones fan community, and that's fine, you know. But to, I, I will say, Temple of Doom is just the most fun one to me. Like I don't yeah. usually go for the darker ones. Crusade is number four for me, locked in. Locked in. Temple Doom is third for me. I just love that. That's the one that I just put on. That's the one I rewatch the most. Yeah. Just if I Bro, just want to throw I'm one so on, sorry. I Raiders of the Lost Ark is third place for me. Yeah. It's got to be. I'm very bored with that movie on a lot I of get, occasions. I get kind of bored with Last Crusade because I feel like it's a repeat of, yeah. of Raiders. But well, it, it has I think a I great just jumped story. Up Temple Doom is my second favorite. Man, I, locked, I, I moved you up. You did. I feel like I have to re restate my rankings. All right, number five, five. Dial number of four, Destiny. Crusade. Number three, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Number two, Temple of Doom, and number one, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I mm. apologize to all the fans out there, but you know what? I'm not saying that those are the best. They're just my favorite. Mm-hmm. They're all Indiana Jones movies. They're all good. They are. Yo, y'all got upset with me whenever i said attack of the clones is my favorite star wars movie mm-hmm. and you know what closing statements we can't hold this movie to the same high standard when the others do the same exact stuff and it's not just a copy of it it's not like a rehash fan service movie um and this is the movie i have found that I will die on a hill for. Mm-hmm. I will always defend in any conversation. And if you hate this movie, I'm sorry, you're just wrong. You were wrong. Because you need to check your reasonings for hating this movie compared to why you like the other movies. Mm. And if you really truly find in your heart that you hate this movie, it's because I don't think you like Indiana Jones. 
Fair enough. And that is my closing statement. I feel like this one has been all over the place. Just defending and ranting. Bro, I, this, this is just a huge apology. Was this a negative episode? I can't really tell. It was a good episode. It was it's, very positive. It's a negative on uh, people. <laughs> we don't like people. They don't know what they're talking about. Dude, I'm uh, sorry. that I, I, I feel horrible picking that as my favorite one. But I truly, objectively believe, I objectively believe that Raiders of the Lost Ark is so good. It's mm. so good. Yeah. It's and so freaking boring, though. <laughs> no, that's a hot take. But I, know, I I do feel like there, there are definitely some moments in it where um, their mind drifts a little where bit. We don't know what's going on. I do think I do think like objectively Raiders is like the best indie movie. Like that's But it's not my personal favorite. Temple of Doom is. Exactly. So That's what I'm saying too. And Except I'll have Temple to, Doom is not my favorite. I feel like the accepted rankings for these movies mostly goes like this. Usually goes Raiders, Crusade, but some people flip flop those two. Yeah. And then Temple of Doom. Yes. I think I've seen a lot of people putting the new one above Crystal Skull. I know. And even wrong. E- even if it's just slightly. They're like it's a slight improvement over the last one. But I think a lot of people are going 1 3 2 5 4 is how they're ranking them. Yes. And I feel like oh uh, yeah, we don't fit that mold. Obviously, <laughs> 4 is my number 1. So I feel like I, I might flip-flop Crusade in, in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But I, I, I feel like I'll probably keep Crusade at number three. Because I just do I do like having those classics there. We will just have to ones. see by the time we finish them. Yeah. It's locked in. It's locked in. I can change it later. <laughs> What's your letterbox score for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Crystal Skull. I, I gave Crystal Skull four, four out of five stars. I think it's... I think... Like I said before, I think it's a fun movie. And comparing this one to the fifth one, like Harrison Ford is so young. Like I could have seen him do more yeah. of these movies and it would have been fine. Uh, what do, what do you give this five. one? Four out of five? 4.5? 4. 4. 5. 4.5 out of five. Okay. And it's crazy because it has a 2.7 on Letterbox. Yeah. I saw that. All right. Well, another day, another staple. Well, everyone, our only question left is, what is your favorite inside quote from? We didn't even go over quotes, really. Yeah, I, I threw in a few here and there, but I don't know that we really have any, I mean, inside quotes. Yeah, not many inside quotes, just good quotes. But if you have an inside quote, let us know on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast. Yeah, and if you haven't done that, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and let us know if there are any movies you want us to cover on the show. Well, Jeremy, this week was my turn. I wanted to cover an Indiana Jones movie in light of the new movie coming out. Yeah. Do you have a hint for us of what we're going to be covering next week? This movie really inspired me to watch an actually good time travel movie, so that's my only hint. I don't even remember if it's a good time travel movie. It might be horrible. (laughs) It probably will be, but we will figure that out together. We will. Next time on Inside Quotes. And if you think that's weird... You're going to love this. What is this? It's one of the documents you found in the home today. Uh-huh. It, it's basically just a simple list of the things that were stored in there. Nothing special. And then I found this. Look. Mm-hmm. 
The Professor? Help me. E.A. Johnson? 4 to 1357. E.A. Johnson. I cross the signatures. It's, it's definitely his handwriting. But he's only been gone for two days. I mean, your father wrote that, but he wrote it 600 years ago. What's going on here? Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at GroovyBridge. And our music was done by Alex Bird. And we would love it if you left us a five-star review. And if you do, we promise to read it here on the show. But more importantly, five stars, and we won't make you go back to college. Unless knowledge is your treasure. Or if we find out that you're our son. Let's hope not. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Also, if you like the show, share it with a friend. Until next week, we'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. Jonathan, you're you're a podcast host? Part-time. <laughs>